You're it. You're it. You're it. Quitsies. Any quitsies. You're it. Quitsies. No, any quitsies. No startsies. You can't do that. Can't do. Cannot. Stamped it. Can't do. Double stamped it. No erases. Cannot. Triple stamped it. No erases. Tell no, Blue no, make it no, true. No. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. Lord, you can't triple stamp a double stamp. Lord, Lord. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Saddle up, partner. This is a Manhattan-bound one train. Welcome, 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 welcome one and everyone. As you may have deduced by now, this is the Nobody's in New York podcast, presented by the Brothers Stew. It's a podcast about the life, times, trials, and tribulations of life in the Big Apple, baby! That's showbiz, kid. Yeah, and other ramblings. Mostly food. Food and musical theater. I am your lower-eared brother, Alex Stewart. And I am your man of honor brother, Tim Stewart. <laughs> We've both got a lot going on in our lives, don't, don't we? We sure do. You got a haircut. Yeah, I got a haircut. Uh, I got my ears lowered. Um, and I thought of you because Tim and I have this thing where um, we've, no- I, we've noticed that the people who cut your hair can always cut your hair. They always do a good job, at least where I go. But Did no you go matter- to Gotham? I did. I went to Gotham City, uh, which is the place to get a haircut if you're a guy in New York City. $25 for a haircut in Manhattan. And they do such a good job. Uh, 59th and 7th? Yeah, 57th 57th and 9th. Oh, I was backwards. Yeah. Well, they're between 9th and 10th. And they're such nice guys. And they do like the hot towel and all that shit. So like it really feels like you're getting like the full experience. Like a spa treatment Um, for boys. But the thing about barbers I've noticed is no matter how good of a job they do at cutting your hair, they can never style it. It's never styled the way you want it when you leave your haircut. I totally agree. Yeah. Well, I I think it depends because if you go to the really old guy there at Gotham City Barber, he does a really great job. Every time he styles my hair after he cuts it, I feel like I'm runway ready. Like I could leave and do like an American crew photo shoot. And what do you do? You go in and say, I need, I want the old guy? Well, if he's there, I'll request <laughs> him, yeah, but um, I don't remember his name. The old guy. The old guy, yeah. I think he might even own the place, because he's, he's always there. But he, he does the works. He like will blow dry my hair with a round brush and uses all kinds of sprays and shapes it, and I just leave feeling so fresh, so clean. Oh, I love fly. Yeah, exactly. Very that. Yeah, they and they also do like the old-timey razors on your neck I think, so that they get like I think that's what what technically makes it a barber is using the straight razor on your neck and face well apparently those are not legal in some states what yeah that's what the guy who was cutting my hair today said I don't know like they're gonna do so- <laughs> something bad with it like Sweeney Todd your ass fair um so maybe what they're referring to is like it's illegal for a cosmetologist to use the razor, because technically a barber certification allows you to use the razor, but a cosmetologist is not supposed to use a straight razor or they're not licensed to or what? 
I don't know. It's like something like it's not included in cosmetology. I, I don't know what you're referring to as cosmetologist versus barber. You mean a cosmetologist can use a hair a, a straight edge? No, a cosmetologist is just like when you go to hair school. A barber uh-huh. is a specific certification. Yeah, this is complex. I know. <laughs> Great. So we have some people here with us today. You've just heard the dulcet tones of Mr. Rhett Gooder, who's here with us. Rhett, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, and uh, we have Miss E.J. Zimmerman sitting in today, too. Hello. I love the live studio audience because we don't have our producer, Mr. Alex Ringler, with us for a couple of months. Yeah, he's off doing a chorus line. So. So. Yeah. How's your week been? My week was great. I was the man of honor in my best friend Sarah's wedding, and I kind of like it. I think I'm going to keep that title. Do you know? Just the man of honor? Mm-hmm. Tim Man the Man of Honor Stu- Stewart? Wow, I really wish I hadn't tripped over that joke. Well, you wouldn't send me lose some. That's right. It wasn't funny anyway. Anyway, I kind of feel like man of honor sounds like it would be the groom, though. <laughs> he's not Just because he's getting married does not make him the most honorable man. Well, Jimmy is. Jimmy's fantastic. We love him. But I'm keeping the title. Yeah, congratulations to Sarah and Jim A. Yeah, congratulations, you crazy kids. You finally went and got hitched. Enjoy your beautiful honeymoon in Asia. Yeah. Does someone need to change the smoke detector batteries? I hear like a chirping. Oh, did you, uh, Yeah, there we got a smoke detector going off in our building. Do you want to... Uh, do you want to know... Isn't that very New York? There's either a ambulance going by whenever you're walking down Broadway on the phone. Yes. Or somebody needs to change a smoke detector's battery in a building somewhere. Okay, I actually have a story about that. So we have not had hot water consistently in this apartment for the past like two months. And I complained about it again to one of, to the, this is like the third time I've complained about it to the property management company. And they sent the super, one of the supers to the apartment and he walked in and he looked up and he said, where's your fire alarm? Oh yeah, there's the... And I felt like such an idiot because I was like, I don't know yeah they that was it oscar though because that's not the first time that i have talked to him about it like i've seen that that space on the wall oh you told oh you told him yeah was it oscar no it was no it wasn't it was oh, okay because oscar's been in there twice before oh yeah and i've told him he's been he asked me where's your smoke detector i don't know if that's the words he used <laughs> because well anyway um, and I said, oh, I don't know. There just isn't one. It looks like one was ripped off the wall. And he... And he just hasn't done anything about it, I guess, yet. Or doesn't know. I don't know. I don't even know, to be honest. I think what happened was, because when we first moved into this apartment, it was a... It looked like it hit, It was a frat house. It had only been lived in by very young people right out of college. I bet the fucking battery died, and then somebody got so annoyed with it that instead of putting a new battery in they just like threw it out the window (laughs) what else could have possibly happened to it i think it's possible that when they were painting the apartment that they like took it off and never put it back and then like nobody else put it back like at some point it had to have gone missing well yeah you know you leave shit around out of sight out of mind not my problem and then it just that person moves and it just never gets resolved I don't know how you lose a fire alarm. Well, it's the laziness of young people. What can I say? They are. Do you want to know how my week was? No, not this week. All right. Yes, and. You want to spout out some shout outs? Yes, and. Uh, so before we get into these shout outs, I, oh my God. <laughs> Tim, are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, 
Tim just you you all can't see this. Uh, Tim and I are we are FaceTiming right now, and Tim just threw himself a, across his room. I don't. I, I, it was like you had a seizure. So you did that on purpose. Sometimes. Oh, okay. Cool. Anything for the bit? Yeah, bit queen. Um, let's. Uh, speaking of bits, we can stop it. Stop it. Now Tim is making fallacial. Uh, fallacial. Fallacial, fallacial gestures into his microphone, like a fucking porn actor at his microphone. Um, like a pornography. I said actor. that with such disdain. <laughs> yeah, sex positivity. I'm sure there's a porn actors union of some sort. I'm almost entirely sure there isn't. Oh, um, oh, sure there is. If Vajva, <laughs> Vajva, that Vajva uh, is the uh, porn actors union. Uh, the Act- actors' equity association. <laughs> Sack Aftra, <laughs> or the local sixty-nine IHATSI um, union for the porno stagehands. <laughs> All right, that one wasn't as good, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. All right, yeah, you don't. We don't need that. We don't need to go that far into it. Well, you know, you got to swing, or else, whatever. Okay, let's move on from porn. I have one more. I have one okay. more. Okay, one more. The Screen Actors Grundle. What? You didn't like that? I thought that was going to get a laugh for sure. I just... Like, guilt. Yeah, I get a... Grundle. What's a grundle? Yeah, a grundle. You know what a grundle is? Like, t- a tummy grundle? No. <laughs> what? What's wow, a grundle? I cannot... What's a grundle? I don't know. I always thought it was like when you have indigestion. <sighs> grundle, according to the... Um, Isn't it like... According to Wiktionary, the perineum, the area between the anus and the genitals. Yeah, it's your taint. Oh. I even knew that. Well, how come you guys didn't laugh? It's your gooch. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, I didn't get it. But now I know that your gooch is your grundle. Yeah. Grundle gooch. Yeah. Um, it really so gives s- new meaning to Basilton Grundle Bucket. <laughs> Shout out to Sam LaRiviere, by the way, for that. He helped us with that one. Yeah, Pretty much job. made that one up. Not the name, though. You didn't laugh at my joke? I'm going to put your ass on blast. We haven't we haven't heard from Basilton Grundlebucket in a long time. I think that we need to make him and Felicity Bloody Dump more reoccurring of characters on this podcast. Do you know what I mean? Do you want to do you want to do the pickup line? <laughs> okay. Uh always and forever. Yes. Okay. So before our shout-outs, let's uh let's have Miss EJ Zimmerman do our pickup line. Woo! Something tells me it's going to be stupid. It's going to be right, guys, dumb. This is number 492. Ooh. My age. So, I'm not doing anything until tomorrow afternoon. Do you want to get out of here? Oh, no. I get it. Did it work? Because maybe the plans would be they would Something. they would would be sex. S E and breakfast. <laughs> and breakfast. Hey. Um, the I feel like my reaction is always that of how you say disgust, and yours is always optimistic. Like it's, uh, you know, like you're always like ooh, and I'm always like oh my god. Don't tackle at me. Because pickup lines, like, they, do they work? Are people getting laid? <laughs> Well, I was I was going to say like we do talk about how these are stupid as though we're disappointed, but they're I mean they're pickup lines. Is there a pickup line that's not stupid? Can I tell you my favorite? Please do. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. this. Excuse me, are those space pants? Cuz those buns are out of this world. Oh, buns. I thought you were going to say your butt. 
Your buns. Yeah, that's an oldie but a goodie. Buns is cuter. That's an oldie but a goodie. That would work on me, guys. You know what one is my favorite? It goes, hey, you have a really nice smile and personality, and I like your hair. Do you possibly want to exchange phone numbers and maybe go out for coffee and or a drink sometime? That's a good one. That's a good one. It's classic, you know? Uh, Just be kind to me. You don't need to dazzle me with your wits. Just show, show me that you're a good person and are hot. I'll let you send me a picture of your penis. Well, <laughs> that's another topic for long enough. Boys who think, oh, you know what you'd like to see? My dick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just quickly, guys, girls don't like that. Gay guys, gay guys do sometimes, but just don't send it unsolicitedly. Yeah. If they ask. <laughs> you know. Okay, we'll save it. Oh, okay, save it. Long enough. Junior. Yeah. Shout outs. Let's spout out some shout outs. I just think that it's a, it would be a good thing to talk about because I feel like men, women, gay boys, and gay girls all feel, yeah. you know, different. Uh, okay. Right. They all feel differently about yeah. it, right? Don't you think? Yeah. No, no. I agree. I agree. I agree. Don't you, like his gay boys and women feel different. I don't know. I'm not a gay boy. I'm not a gay man. So you say. So shout outs. Uh, uh, first, we have the uh, front mezzanine junkie, front mez junkie. Uh, 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 Mr. Michael Ra- Raver, I think I'm saying it correctly. Mr. Michael Raver wrote us a really awesome article and kind of a review, I guess, about the podcast and put it out on Fresma- Front Mez Junkie. So follow them on Instagram. And the article, we have shared the article on our Facebook page, and it basically talks about um, our goals with uh, the podcast and you know why we started it and what goes into putting each episode together and blah, blah, blah. Super awesome interview. It also has some very flattering picture of me. Um, so there's that. You can see my headshot there, which is uh, good. Yeah, my headshot. I'm ugly. Orange. There's a very orange picture of me. No, it's not. Ringlers. In, in the <laughs> it's article. It is. It's orange. Because you look orange. Yeah, because the person who did my. You don't look orange. Yes, I do. The person who did my makeup made me orange. Ringlers is very attractive. He's got a very good headshot. He's just handsome. He's not just handsome. He's also sensitive, clever, well-mannered, considerate, kind as he's handsome, as wise as he's rich, and heir to a throne. Uh, we also have Miss Timmy Hayes. For days. Um, Hayes for days. Timmy Hayes reached out to us because she has... Her Instagram has been infiltrated by... Monsters. Best of the best. Checkmark. Same thing. Yeah, and so she reached out to us because she knows that we have been infiltrated by Best of the Best. So, uh, briefly, if you haven't heard, which you all probably have, there is one video on our Instagram of Tim pantsing me, Mm -hmm. and for some reason, it has like 20 or 30 comments. These are just the ones we haven't deleted. Yeah. What? what? Yeah. Of that... Probably like, uh, like 60 to 80. Well, yes. I'm sorry. Yes. I just don't know why it's only being on. It's only on that photo because every, realistically, every photo is the best of the best that we post. But it, it'll be like Sarasota dot Florida local, the best of the best check mark. Uh, Sacramento. We also get a lot of followers from Instagram accounts that are really into like wedgies or pantsing or embarrassing underwear moments, and um, I prefer the best of the best check mark cool people. Yeah. It's always a variation, but it always says best of the best. Yeah, it's always some sort of local. Which is not wrong. Um, and that's what I have. What do you got? I have nothing. Is that it? Is that all we have? Yeah, that's all we that's all she wrote. Wow. Only two this week. Wow. Well, you know, there's it's you know, the seasons are changing or whatever. 
Did you have something else you wanted to say? or? Oh, actually, yes. I just really wanted to take the time to actually like thank you guys. We always are like, share us. Step it up, you guys. Fucking step it up. But really, your shares and subscriptions and all of that kind of thing really, really make a difference for us. When you share an episode <laughs> or you put it on your, you know, Instagram story, it really does, like, it gets more people to listen and then we can grow and keep stepping it up for you guys. Right. So... Yeah. And so, you know, uh, tag us, like us, share us, please, please, please. It does make a huge difference. Um, we are no, yeah, you don't even have to like it. No, don't even, it doesn't even matter if you like you it or not. Like just, yeah, you don't even have to listen to it or like Mm-mm. it. You just take a screenshot just, when you're pretending to listen to it and post that to your Instagram story to let people know the next episode is out. Here's what I would say. Go ahead and just screenshot like, um, like the picture of our logo or like a picture of us together, tag nobody's in New York. And all you have to write is the best of the best. That's all you have to do. It's so easy. Yeah. So all I just did all the work for you. Even a baby could do it. Just a few flicks of your thumb and we're there. Ooh, giggity. Anyway, it does make a really big difference. Um, on Instagram where nobody's in NY and on Facebook where nobody's in New York. So. So follow us. I also want to say that uh, we mentioned having Rhett Gooder in uh, the in the room today he's our interview for today he is we didn't mention that but now we are he he joins us for an interview yeah he's going to be giving us an interview on what it's like moving from the ensemble to playing actual roles well i should say titled roles actual roles like the ensemble like it's not an actual role there are no small parts just small dicks although my dad does like to refer to all of my ensemble roles as um wallpaper <laughs> so that's nice thanks dad love you too great all right that's our shout outs well he refers to all the my roles as that show that we didn't make it to see <laughs> i'm just kidding how oh, does that mean oh oh does that mean i don't know <laughs> it's funny no i, I we don't mean it we're just kidding we're joking we're joking he goes and sees shows so yeah he actually felt really bad he texted me or he we were talking on the phone and he said that he uh didn't mean to send you the text for the both of us and exclude me yeah it's mm-hmm. just that uh he didn't want to bother both of us oh dad yeah he felt really bad i was like i love you don't worry no we love your we love our dad very much and our mom both i was so upset today because mom is supposed to come visit me in new york and as soon so she texted me she said hey go ahead and check your mail um because i sent you my itinerary i went to check my mail her itinerary had not been sent to me but in my email i did have an offer from one of my jobs that i work one of my muggle jobs my, my survival jobs here in the city for um four th- three or four like 12 hour shifts for the exact days she was going to be here oh uh, yeah you got to take that that's rent so anyway, it's, but that's just like, that's just New York. Like, that's just how, you know, it's just so frustrating when that happens. I'm like, fuck, man. She said she was going to just reschedule. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. Okay. Should we talk about Broadway? Yes. Let's talk about Broadway. Yeah. 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 Ooh. Bitch. I also want to say real quick before we get too far in. This is episode number 21 of mm. the Nobody's in New York podcast. 21. Finally old enough to drink. Our show is old enough to drink. Yeah. What are you drinking right now? I am drinking a Portuguese red. Oh, how very gay of you. Mm We are drinking Cabernet Merlot from the local, from the liquor store around the corner. We have a nice strange red blend for you today. (laughs) 
It is from the uh, <laughs> valleys of Rio Linda. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, beautiful Rio Linda. We have um, a giant bottle of Yellowtail that we're drinking. Do you? Th- Was it like ten, ten, eleven dollars? I would thirteen. I would guesstimate oh, thirteen. You know what's really embarrassing? I went to pay for it. Um, EJ and Rhett pitched shitting your pants on stage. <laughs> <laughs> that is embarrassing. I went to pay with my debit card, and I don't have any money on my debit card right now. Oh, me too. Uh, and my card got declined trying to buy an $11 bottle of wine. I didn't even notice. Aww. I know. I'm very stealthy. My 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 card gets declined a lot, so I know how to... Uh, <laughs> cover that up. I know how to cover it up. <laughs> cover that shit up. I, no, I actually do have enough money for it. Like, I, I paid for it, but I have... It's all on a, in a different... A, my checking account, it's boring. My checking accounts are stupid. I've talked about this on the show before, and it's Dump. not that I didn't have the money. It just wasn't on that card. You know what was annoying? I got really busy with like the wedding and, and rehearsal and stuff like that, and I made a bummer, or a boo-boo, rather, and I uh, was a day late on my credit card payment. Oh, Tim. I know. It was an accident. Come on, mijo. But anyway, like the Capital One won't stop calling me now, and I like paid it the next day. I was only like a day late. And I was like, oh, my God, get off my back. Really? You're going to get your money. Dang. Oh, they're like, hello, we have not yet received your payment for $25 on exactly. the Capital One card. Yeah, exactly. It's like that. Yeah. It was like, whatever. It was dumb. Money. <laughs> capital One, more like Capital None. More like Capital No Fun. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much debt. All right, let's move on. Yes, let's. The theater, the theater. What happened to the theater? All right, so it's time to talk about Broadway. I do want to say... Um, Drink. It's not Broadway, but it has finally gotten like nice in New York City in terms of the weather. Today it was like 70 degrees. It was so nice. Beautiful. I was walking around. I went and got my haircut, which I'll post a picture of on the uh, Instagram. Yeah, the people want to know. Yeah, you guys got to see this. You guys have to see this haircut. Um, this fade, it's on fleek. This fade is on fleek. That's what you say, right? Is that what the kids are saying? Uh, I think it's lit. That's what the gays are saying. Oh, oh no, oh. no. The kids are saying, oh, it's, um, it's lit. The haircut is uh, fire. Oh, it's, fire. It's, it's lit. It's lit. It's both. So I'll it's a lit fire. That. But I went and got my haircut, and I was walking around. I had my iced coffee with my two pumps of sugar-free vanilla. And I was just walking around living my best spring life. It was lovely. Quick question. Quick answer. Are you gay? You feel, you, you feel good about that? That's the gayest drink I've ever heard. You want to know what the gayest sentence I've ever said was? Uh, Mr. Broadway has to tinkle. The gayest sentence I have ever said was, so I was drinking red wine the other day while watching Orange is the New Black after my performance of Man of La Mancha. That is a pretty gay sentence, I have to say. That's Yeah, it was a sentence that I said because the rest of the story is a giant spider crawled on my arm and then I screamed and <laughs> jumped out of the bed and couldn't find the spider. Oh, that's scary. I never found it. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it was. You have to burn your house down after that. <laughs> okay. Losing a spider is the scariest thing. Mm-hmm. So at the wedding... I was standing over by the bar before we were giving our toasts, and I was touching um, base with the best man. <laughs> oh, you were touching base with the best man? Was he touching your base? <laughs> no. Were you just touching each other's bases? No. He was very handsome, though. I would have touched bases with him later. 
cute if it was appropriate which it wasn't at this time but seriously we were uh chatting by the bar going over like the order and all of that kind of thing right and um as i was talking to him a giant nickel-sized spider crawled across his tie (gasps) yes so without saying anything to him i just like kind of swatted at it to knock it on the ground (laughs) (laughs) and like didn't warn him but went for it and i missed and the spider continued to crawl into his coat jacket oh no yeah so i just reached my hand in there really fast grabbed the spider and threw it on the ground and um it was very brave of me though i was very brave you threw it onto the ground like you were it was big enough that you were able to grab it and throw it yeah it was like the size of a nickel well maybe a dime but big Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. That's big. I know. But I just couldn't live with myself knowing that there was a spider in his jacket for the rest of the night. Well, from one wuss to another, I have to say, you were very brave. Thank you. I had to immediately go up and tell Sarah the bride because, ew, what if I just left it there? How creepy would that have been? Just know that that guy has a spider in his coat. So, you know, that was my selfless act for the night. As the man of honor. No, I think that that was very honorable of you. Yeah. And as the man of honor, I think that that was kind of your duty. Rhett, were you leaning into the microphone to make that joke? I was leaning in and that to say, and that's why you're the man of honor. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> Sorry. It. Sorry. Hey, we're moving fast on here. We're moving fast on here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about Broadway. Um, quick uh, openings and closings, because a lot of them have happened. So the band's visit closed yesterday, which was April 7th. So, well, yeah, it wasn't yesterday anymore, but you know what I mean? Anastasia closed last weekend, which was what, like the, th- the 31st, mm-hmm. I want to say. So it, that's now closed. It's touring, though. Band's visit is touring. Um, Kinky Boots closed yesterday as well on the on April 7th. Uh, and and goodbye. I mean, that's that's a big one. Like that's been on Broadway for a really long time. Yeah. Seven years. I don't, I don't know. Look it up. How long was it? It was a long run. Oh, fuck, I hate it when I do that. I hate it when I spout out information. Like, Then I have to look it up. That's why we usually have a producer. No, I'm not going to look it up. Okay. I'm just going to say I don't feel like looking it up. It was a long time. It's been on Broadway for a long time. Forever. Um, Congratulations. And then openings. Uh, uh, Gary, a sequel to Titus and... Der- Der- Andronicus. Der- Andronicus. That uh, opens tomorrow, which is April 9th, because this is the 8th as we're recording this. And then um, Hillary and Clinton opens also on the 9th. Starring Lori Metcalf. Man, I really wish I could see her on Broadway. She's there all the time. Quick synopsis? You want a quick synopsis? Yes, I'd love one. It's the fall of the Roman Empire, and the years of bloody battles are over. The Civil War has ended. The country has been stolen by mad- madmen. I thought it said madam at first. By madmen. And they're madmen. And there are casualties everywhere. Two very lowly servants are charged with cleaning up the bodies. It's only 400 BC, but it feels like the end of the world. As we know it. Sounds like so. It sounds like it's going to be a little Rosencrantz and Gilderstern are dead-ish. Or, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Or like, a, I was going to say Waiting for Godot, but... Yeah, or like... Um, maybe it's more than like... Lion King one and a half is actually, you know, what Rosencrantz and Gilderstern are dead is based off of. So maybe it's more that it's like a Lion King one and a half type situation. You know what I mean? I think you mean that the other way around, don't you? Mm-hmm. Lion King one and a half is based on Gilderstern. 
Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. No, uh, Lion King one and a half actually came first, so Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead is based off Lion King. Isn't it Guildenstern? It might be. Yes. It's yeah. What really? Yeah, I'm really bad at saying names. Lion King came first. Yeah. Well, you know, like Hamlet is based on Lion King because Lion King is a tale as old as time. Where do we go from here? Move on, I guess. Uh, so yeah, that's that show. <laughs> <laughs> And that one's starring Nathan Lane, so that's fun. And that's performing at the booth. Alex, can you, where is the, where is Hillary and Clinton running? We also had what the Constitution means to me. Yes, yeah. Opened up this week or started previews. Sorry, I'm looking up, sorry. That's okay. And where is that one performing? No, it's at the Golden Theater, at the John Golden Theater. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hillary and Clinton is performing at the Golden Theater. And and where is uh, the other one? (laughs) What the Constitution means to me. I'm sorry, I just, but... I guess I look it all up. Well, well, what, uh, what the Constitution means to me. I think it's at, I want to say that the Helen Hayes Theater, maybe? Correct, Tim. It's at the Helen Hayes Theater. So the other thing that I want to talk about is this really cool article um, that I saw on Facebook the other day. It's about... Hey, um, Alex, check this out. Look. Ooh, yeah. Look at you. Thanks. Nobody else can see that. It's just a joke for us. The name of the article is, it says, From front of house to center stage, chatting with Harry Potter and the Cursed Child's Sarita Amani Nash. Uh, And this was shared by none other than the Onstage blog, who we are happily a part of. Um, Thanks, Onstage blog. So I guess they owe us a shout out. You can do it. Thank you, Onstage Blog, for letting us be on your network, by the way. Yeah, we love it here. It's very cozy. Okay, so I'm not going to read the whole article, but I'll read this part. Uh, so, uh, so Harry Potter and the Cursed Child is at the Lyric Theater. What makes Sarita's debut so special is that before making her Broadway debut on the Lyric Theater stage, Sarita's quote-unquote survival job was ushering at the Lyric Theater for four years. The very people that she was showing to their seats at the Lyric are now sitting in those very seats watching her perform on that stage eight times a week. Eight times a week! While the sentiment is nice, that's not quite true, right? Yeah, they're not watching the show eight times a week. No, no, they're definitely not. Nor is it the same people that she sat when I she... mean, not necessarily, not exclusively. I mean, no. I mean, some of them might be... Oh, you're right. This is fucking fake news. This article's <laughs> bullshit. Some people might be coming back to see her in the show again. I mean, it's got a loyal fan base. More like on stage... I, I have nothing. I really thought I was going to be able to think of something for that, but I have nothing. Button. Yeah. Hit the dump button on that one. Uh, but I just thought that... Inspiring, though. Yeah. Because, like, we have, like, our survival job in the city is doing the headsets and translation devices for the Broadway shows. Speaking of which, uh, I have worked the prom, which I have raved about on this show. And last night, myself, EJ, and Rhett, and a lot of other people were celebrating EJ's birthday. Happy birthday, EJ. 23. You really don't look a day over 35. We were getting some drinks over at um, Dive 106, which we love. Yes. And 106, in, 106 in Amsterdam. Right. And I got to meet the hilarious and talented Angie Schwerer. Schwerer. Schwerer? You're friends with her, right? You've got to get better at names. Yeah, I got to meet her. Angie Schwerer is how you pronounce her name. 
and I would really recommend that everybody goes. It's it's so funny. It does everything a musical should do, and it was such an honor to like meet her and shake her hand and just just talk to her for a second because I saw her on stage and she's one of the leads and she's so hysterical and so fucking talented. So I don't know. It was just kind of cool. I told her I was like I work in the front of the house passing out the headsets and like sometimes I just feel so like like just nothing I feel like a nothing person and that show was so good that it distracted me from all the bullshit I had going on in my life and I just I just smiled and laughed for two hours straight and then I had my dinner break and then I watched it again isn't that the point of musical theater I think for for a lot of actually yeah because I feel like so many people just want to talk want to figure out how to make shows relevant and how to make them change their audiences but there's also like there are also shows that are just make you feel good and that you can just come into the theater and just sit down and enjoy and get away from your life. You can escape from everything. Like people go to the theater for that too. And I feel like we forget well, that. And that show specifically does both, doesn't it? Yeah. The problem does have a good message. It does. It does. Actually that group of people, the like Robert Martin people, cause they also did Dress a Chaperone, Elf. Um, All the fun ones. What else have they done? Like they've done so many other things. Um, their shows do that. Like they're, they're always like the, per, like Drowsy Chaperone is hilarious, but it always makes me cry. Yeah. Because that's the best way to reach, reach people in a good yeah. way. <laughs> so anyway, that, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And anyway, congratulations. And what was that name? One more time, Alex, give it to me straight. Uh, Angie Schwarer. Hey, there we go. <laughs> what is with that cast? Brooks Ashmanskis. We need to get better at saying people's names. You know whose name I also always mess up? Uh, Liza Schlesinger. Yeah. It's the same as Dr. Laura, but I yeah. never can get it. It's actually, you actually said it wrong. It's Schlesinger. So you, you, you did say it yeah, wrong. It's I, I just can't, I can't Schlesinger. <laughs> um, Let's move on. But I, anyway, congratulations to, um, Sarita Nash. That's just so fucking cool. And I still have to go see that show. Yeah, me too. I want to see it really bad. What's the name of the guy from Sacramento? Who's in that? Um, James Snyder. He plays Harry. James Snyder. Mm-hmm. Shout out to James Snyder, too. Yeah. Um, hey, I know James, you... come be on our show, please. Thank you. Yeah, and we have so many people on Broadway listening to the show, and we want to give you guys all shout outs. We can't get to all of you, um, but if you do reach out, you know, we'll try to we'll try to shout your name out. We know it's really important to uh, all of you Broadway stars. Yeah, I mean, you listen to the show for a reason. Okay. This... Speaking of oh. Broadway stars, though, that listen to our show and want to be on it, Beth Level got her caricature headshot up on the wall at Sardi's. Oh, she got her picture up on the wall at Sardi's? Yes, she did. I just said that. Wow, good for her. Yeah, she earned it. If I ever get my picture up on the wall at Sardi's, it will be people to not let into the building. <laughs> you know how some like 7-Elevens do that for, pe- for people who steal? Yeah, and Sardi's is the 7-Eleven of Broadway. Exactly. On that note, let's, uh, let's get into the lobby, shall we? Yes, let's. Mr. Broadway has to tinkle. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Wow, here we are now. The lobby. Look how we got here. We started from the... Seats. You know, I always try to make jokes in this. There's just not... It's just... There's no jokes there. They're just not thoroughly planned out or fleshed out. Yeah, that's the problem. We're just flying by the seat of our pants. Isn't that the joke I made? And then and then you guys told me that that wasn't the right intro? You made a joke about... No, about just being in the lobby? Yeah. I don't remember. I don't recall. We cut that part. intro song. 
Oh, the song. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, okay, so here we are. So uh, now that we're in the lobby, that means you know we associate the lobby with intermission, intermission, you know, food. Okay, so fatty, fatty, no friends. Where it's time for fatty, fatty, no friends. And now for a segment we like to call fatty, fatty, no friends. Fatty, fatty, no friends. All right. So you had something very Pacific that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, the wonder that is mall food. Mm, I love mall food because it's really just like fast food only all in one place. It's all your favorite fast foods in yeah, one place. It's like all the, the like lowest tiered food, only like worser. Well, sometimes, not always. Name a good... Oh, Okay. Name a good mall food place. Uh, Panda Express. I was just going to say Panda Express. Get out of my mind, I you freak. I can't stand Panda Express. What? Yeah, okay. it makes me sick every time. You make me sick. Orange Julius is what I think of when I think of mall food, which I also dislike. See, I think <sighs> okay, of hot so- dog on a stick. Ooh, that's Ooh, a good one. I love hot dog I like on the stick. lemonade. That, the lemonade's special there. Yeah. It's a that's, special thing. I do love hot dog on a stick. I'm sorry. What is hot dog on a stick? Exactly what it sounds like. Now, it's a hot dog on a stick. Well, actually, it's a corn dog. I mean, yeah. let's be real. It's, it's a corn they dog. Also, they also have a cheese stick, which is literally a stick of cheddar cheese that has been breaded in corn dog material and then fried. Can't so it's like no a grilled cheese on a stick. Can't say no. You really can't. But in like a corn material, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. I support all these things. Yeah. Now, do they have a thing that's like both a hot dog and a cheese wrapped in a corn dog <gasps> thing? No, but they <gasps> should. Oh, they should. Oh, fuck. So when Get you... Th- Orange Julius on this. When you think I mean, of... hot dog on a stick. Orange Julius is pretty iconic. I feel like when you think of mall food, you think of hot dog on a stick, Orange Julius, Panda Express, and Sbarro, right? Those are the big guys? And, C- and Cinnabon. And Cinnabon. Oh, yeah. And also like Wetzel's Auntie pretzels. Anne's. Okay. Auntie Anne's. And Auntie Anne's almond pretzel will change your life. I've never. Now, Auntie Anne's and Wetzel's pretzels are pretty much like you either you have one or the other, right? Well, Arden Possibly. Fair has both. That's a mall in Sacramento for all of you 80% of our listeners who <laughs> don't know what Arden Fair is. One's upstairs and one's downstairs. You have Wetzel's pretzels on the main floor and Annie, Aunt, Auntie Anne's. Is that what it is? Yes, I recommend an almond pretzel from Auntie Anne's. It is so good. That does sound what good. Is, what's in it? It's a pretzel, but it has like crushed almonds on the outside. Ooh. And it's, like it sugary weird. goodness too? Yeah, or? it's like sweet. It sounds weird, but it's like so crazy. It does, but like almond cookies are delicious. It's, so I'm it's sure that's better good. than that. It's a fucking pretzel, dude. I love pretzels. Mm. Mm. You know what pretzels I find extremely underwhelming though? Every time I get one, I'm like, this was a waste. The pretzels at Disneyland. Don't get a pretzel from a cart in New York City either. It will be rock hard. And covered in piss. No, no, that we've been over this. There's no pee No, involved. and I listened to that episode, by the way, <laughs> and I was like talking out loud to it because you know those carts also still have to pass the same health inspections and stuff, right? Like, Yeah, it's but not, there's not like a police for that. They're there's, probably cleaner than your neighborhood restaurant. There isn't nearby, somebody like by the watching by. that There cart. aren't like rats living inside. That's a fact, actually. That's Just a very FYI. good point. But no, n- nothing stops somebody from pissing in a cup. At the... Nothing stops anyone from pissing in your coffee, dude. Like, 
<laughs> that is yeah. the most That's logical thing I used to work brunch, and I always said, when I snap, you will find me at the top of the stairs, like, peeing in that <laughs> coffee thing, and oh then God. walking out being like decaf or regular hennies. hennies. Doesn't matter, because there's pee in both of them. Hennies. Hennies. <gasps> hennies. Oh my snapped, guys. Hennies from heaven. Ugh. So next time you get a kinker sore, you'll know why. Someone peed in your coffee. I do. Is that a thing? Doesn't it seem like it would cause a canker sore? I think we should probably move on. I think we should probably <laughs> keep talking about mall food. <laughs> I think this is a good place to, to I, take a couple steps back and, you know, you know, you know, you know I, what it is. I think more than any other genre of food in a mall, uh, Asian food definitely dominates. Am I right? Yes. I would agree. Talking to your microphone. Really? Yeah, I feel like there's like four Asian food restaurants, and then there's like a Taco Bell and like a uh, always a pizza, a Sabaro. Yeah, yeah. See, I feel like where I'm from, it was always like this, like a place that's called like Bourbon something that has like some sort of like pulled like, pork, glazed chickeny type place, mm. and, and then there's like um, teriyaki. Yeah, well, Which yeah, but Asian? it was. It's not. It's more like a New Orleans type place, right? Mm. It's not like the. It's not teriyaki. And then there's like a cheesesteak place. Oh, yes. And Always a cheesesteak place. There's got to be a cheesesteak place. And then there's got to be a um, pizza place, obviously. Yeah, always a pizza place. I always do feel like there's a there's a Panda Express and then there is a lesser known or not known at all version of Panda Express. Yes. That has like a... What about like ice a- cream? Isn't there usually an ice cream option or is... No, am I making that there's up? There's a Cold Stone at the, ma- Cold the mall here. Yeah, for sure. Also, have you guys noticed that Times Square is just sort of like a like a food court in a mall? Uh, yeah, kind of is. Yeah, yeah. kind of is. Because the you whole have Times Square, yeah. All of those restaurants that I've never seen outside of a mall are just like have a standalone in Times Square. Mm-hmm. Like there is a standalone Wetzel's Pretzels in Times Square, and there's a standalone Sabaro. Have you ever seen a standalone Sabaro in real life, other than in Times Square? No, you know my what favorite I, New York pizza place. Shut up. That's an office joke. Oh, okay. I was going to say shame on you. Although I would venture to say Sabaro is probably better than most New York pizza because New York pizza sucks. That's um, not true. Um, is there anything else you want to mention about mall food before we head back in? No, I just thought that would be fun. It's a fun little chit-chat. Yeah, I think, I think that's kind of fun. Um, every time I go to the mall, I get hungry and inevitably end up eating something bad for me. And it usually ends up being panda express although somehow they have managed to keep it at regular pricing whereas even though it's the same exact food in an airport it's more expensive oh 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 oh! i have to also say as we move on from that uh rhett brought up to me earlier um so this is not about mall food so are we ready to move on from mall food okay yeah uh did you know that the tostitos like the dip um and the the corn chips. The chip brand, yeah. Uh, okay, everybody, Google Tostitos logo. Google images of Tostitos logo. The T-I-T, the tit part of Tostitos, is the T's make up stick figures, and the I makes up dip. It, you have to see it, but it's two people dipping their chips into salsa. Ooh. 
I, you blew my mind. You pulled it's, down my mind. It's mind's... one of those things that's right in front of your face, and you don't see it until you see it. Yeah. Also, Baskin-Robbins, 31 flavors. Yeah. Google. So when you're done with this homework assignment, your next assignment is to Google Baskin-Robbins logo. Google image Baskin-Robbins logo. And... The B is the three, and the R is the one. Brilliant. And it's 31. That that's one's a... not quite as... Is mind blowing. I think the Tostitos one is the best. That shit is creative because it's like there are two people dipping a chip. How did I never see that? How do we turn this word into two people dipping a chip? If somebody was like, "Here's the name Alex," how do we make this relevant to what's the, my brand? The Nobody's in Dance. New York podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. How do we turn Alex into Nobody's in New York? You use the tit. You use the tit. There's no the, tit in Alex. Just the tit. Something to think about. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, oh, do you hear that? I think it's time to go in. Oh, how convenient. It's funny. As soon as I f- run out of things to say, those bells seem to go off. Well, that's because it's a perfectly timed intermission. You're welcome, everyone. Let's go in. <laughs> uh, okay. So we are recording. Are you recording? Yeah. Okay. Uh... Three, two, one. It's really nice to clap for each other right when we're about to start. I was going to say, should I clap? It's just kind of a nice way to set things off. Okay. You, know, you guys off. weren't in rhythm. You know that, though? We will be, though. Okay, cool. It's like a movie. So when he sends me his audio file to edit, the yeah. clap, when I link up the claps, yeah. it takes the delay away. And it's like he's sitting here in the room with us. Really? Yeah. Where'd you learn that trick? Yeah. Um, I think a trial and error, really. Uh, wow. I think, I think Ringler had suggested it, I think was originally no, what happened. No, it was your idea. We came up, we, no. we finally figured out that that's why they do the little click thing, the marker snap. Cause then all the oh, yeah. audio, oh, yeah, all it was, pick it up. It was my idea. Yeah, that's right. Oh, because cool. I edit, I do all the editing. What is that called gotcha. when they do that in the movies? Marker. Marker. Yeah. That's what they're marking. I don't know. Cause they can see the the device make the click and then therefore they can line it up with all the recordings oh that makes a lot of sense so that's what we do and if we leave this part into the interview now you all know that's how we do this god we are so fucking brilliant yeah well i mean we are really innovative we're mentors and life coaches well you know i think i I mean i would say that podcasting is sort of this is sort of the wild west of podcasting and uh, i'm happy to be a pioneer in that it's guerrilla warfare yeah and i feel like we're really uh we're really letting it all out there. We're really putting it all out there. Just kind of rocking out with our our proverbial cock out. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, so on, on speaking of body parts, we have here Mr. Rhett Gooder, or as we like to refer to him as the Gluter, because he that ass, though. I like to call him Gooter Gooter Gumdrop. Yeah. <laughs> so um, 20, Rhett. $22,000, man. Twenty-two. That's it, huh? Yeah, that was well. That was the price five years ago. Maybe I'm sorry. It's gone up now. Is that how much it cost, or how much it's insured for? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> well, we're starting off strong uh, with this interview, talking about uh, <laughs> your best asset, if you will. Um, I've heard them all. Keep going. <laughs> I know you have. I know you have. Well, oh, so uh, Rhett, man, so happy to have you on the show. Thank uh, you so much. Again, we have been. Uh, um, again, yeah, that's right. You yes. were you were on the sh- on the episode. Well, I can't remember which episode it was, but where we tried the pizza and the chocolate. Oh, that's right. That yes. was terrible. That was a cameo, Jim. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, we had about 20 people in our apartment <laughs> that night, and you were one of them. That's right. Yes. Um, I, I, I've been wanting to, get you, wanting to get you on the show for a while, though, um, to talk about what we're going to talk about today, which is your career has been very interesting because you, like me, are a dancer boy. You did a lot of chorus work starting out, and now you have moved on to principal roles, choreographing, directing. We actually met at Goodspeed. You were our Curly McLean. Um, but you've done it all. I mean, uh, you've played Peter and Peter and the Starcatcher. You've played Birdie and Bye Bye Birdie. You've been, I mean, who, I don't even know how many ensembles you've been a part of. Yeah, the years. I was in, uh, well, growing up, I worked at PCPA where mm-hmm. you guys have both been through and I did a lot of ensemble work there and started to play a few, uh, roles mm-hmm. and we played the same role at the same theater at different times. Wow, that is a special thing. Yeah. You, should we get into that? <laughs> we can get into that. Francisco Jimenez? Uh, you killed my father? Prepared to die? <laughs> Rhett and I both played um, the same the same character for this education outreach tour, um, and he is Mexican, um, and we are both white. The character, not... The character, yes, not Rhett. Yes, um, yes. Which is part of the, the issue, and at first I felt really uncomfortable about it until I met him. And mm-hmm. uh, and met who Francisco, Francisco Jimenez. Jimenez. Oh, I thought I thought you meant Julio the character because I was going to say <laughs> that's an interesting way to refer to your characters. Like before you play the role, well, you know, I had uh, I had never played Will Parker, and so going into rehearsals, I was a little concerned, you know, and nervous to meet him. Um, oh, but then, that's so pretentious! It's <laughs> <laughs> the most pretentious shit. Okay, so you mean the writer of the book? Yes, yeah. And then you yes. know, I read the book, and you know, part of. Part of his experience growing up was uh, how people treated him differently when they thought he was white. And then when they would talk to him and they would hear his accent, how that would change. Because he Mm -hmm. was very white passing. So people always thought he was white until they. Yeah. And it ends up being like part of the storyline with his first girlfriend and stuff like that. Anyway, not to get too far into that. But that's something we, we share together, Rhett. We share inappropriate yeah. casting. And, and, but you know, I went through PCPA as a dancer boy, and people had said for years. I love telling people our story of how we became friends. Yeah, it's cool. People are like, "You should know Rhett. You should know Rhett," because we were not there at the same time. And uh, before I moved to New York City, you so graciously chatted with me on the phone just about the business. I was like, "I'm, I'm really going to go into this now. Here I am. I'm really going to go do it. I'm going to move to New York." And we, we, we didn't even know each other, but we chatted on the phone for about an hour, hour and a half about showbiz and yeah you know and going to new york moved to new york i was actually i remember i ironically was at good speed doing birdie that summer. oh yeah right um and then of course so then the next step of that was fast forward when you got to new york we finally were able to we got lunch we, had, or we had like a random quick dinner and we're like yeah let's finally like meet and mm-hmm. chat and how's it going and during that dinner we discovered we were both in callbacks for oklahoma up at good speed yeah and then we both and then we booked together. that shit yeah. yeah and now we're doing podcasts yeah, yeah um and so i guess what i want to start off talking about it it's something that we've we've talked a bit about um you have spent so much time in the ensemble, and now you've really started to to set your focus on roles. And I'm actually in the last several years, I think that you have. Yeah, yeah. And I just kind of want to talk about what that is because you know we age. You know, we're we're I'm a dancer, but I'm not going to be able to do it forever. And um, it's kind of a it's it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, when did you start getting into playing roles? Well, uh, you know, it's interesting because when I started, I. St- started theater as an actor first and 
my I remember my teachers, this was in high school, were all sort of like, you know, you really should study dance and, and voice. And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm not dancing. That's, you yeah. know, I was, it was Southern Utah and being Sounds a Sounds a little gay. He was a little on the light in the loafer <laughs> side. Um, and then, of course, once I did it, I, I totally fell in love with it. So I always saw myself as sort of an actor and a dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, as you well know, especially being a male with um, a, a skill set in dance, you find work, you can find work much easier than mm-hmm. if you're not a dancer. Especially before you take your equity card. Absolutely. You're in such high demand. Absolutely. You can, uh, as a non-equity male dancer, you can kind of write your ticket at uh, in regional theater anyway. I mean, being in the ensemble. Um, and so I got a lot of work that way. And But I pretty early on thought, it wasn't that I didn't, want to dance it was that i was always had a passion for acting Mm -hmm. and for for playing roles um and i sort of pursued theater um because of my interest in acting and there's certainly a a large element of acting in dancing but i i sort of was always trying to steer my career to use dance to leverage roles right so when it's a way I, to get your foot in the door and exactly yeah so when i started it was a lot of um you know dancing roles like tulsa riff uh harry beaton in brigadoon even when i played peter uh, in peter the star catcher there was a, a big physical uh movement element mm-hmm. to that mm-hmm. uh so i don't know i mean it's it's there wasn't like a day that i was like now i'm, I'm done gonna, to, right yeah and, and i'm not even now i'm not done dancing i still love dancing mm-hmm. i mean um you mentioned that we did oklahoma and i played curly and that was that was especially rewarding because i was able to to use the vocabulary in the dream ballet because you danced in the dream ballet yeah as curly yeah which is it, not done often so you played it, curly it, and dream curly and dream curly I like that because um, I always think it's a little bit funny when, especially if Lori stays the same and then Curly changes, it's like, oh, what, Curly's not good enough looking for Lori? She's got a dream that he looks like a ballerina? <laughs> yeah, it was Excuse actually me, ballerino. production. Ballerino. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Jesus. Thanks. Gosh, Tim. Uh, in this production, actually, it was the opposite. Um, Curly stayed the same, but we had a dream Lori yeah. uh, mm-hmm. in... To, to dance, but actually, our our Lori was in and out of it as if it was really experiencing. You know, you were watching her dream, so she was in the center of it, and it was all sort of happening around her. So I love she it. was the yeah. It was it was a really cool concept. It was very successful. Um, but anyway, going back, it was really cool to be able to use the dance vocabulary to act and tell a different side of that relationship that they have mm-hmm. that you don't really get to see in the book side of it. So right. it was a great opportunity to sort of say, this is one way to act as a dancer and physically and movement based. And here's another way to do it with text and song and, mm-hmm. and kind of explore two different levels of the same character. Did you ever find uh, when, cause I, I danced for a ballet company and then went to an acting conservatory mm. and we have our same mentor, Brad Carroll was a big one. Uh, one of the first people to be like, you got to do less. Like you got like, cause I was so used to ex- expressing it through 
physical movement that was going to be presented in front of a three thousand seat audience. Yeah, uh, because ballet is pantomime, and you know it's so it's so mm-hmm. big. Um, but you kind of started acting first, so did you ever deal with that sort of thing? I mean, yeah, I, I, I think that as dancers, we're sort of used to expelling a lot of energy and having that high energy. And I think that sometimes I have to go, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just pushing way, way too yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. As I always say, if the audience isn't laughing, push harder until they do. <laughs> make it louder. Make it bigger. Louder, louder faster, faster, funnier. funnier. There hey. it is, Tim. Hey. I, I, I think that uh, having such a strong emphasis on acting has really helped me in an ensemble, though. When you're, when you're in an ensemble and you're, you're coming at it from an acting standpoint, even if you're in the dance chorus, it makes... Uh, a long contract fun you know and i think a lot of times as dan- on there was this guy in our cast of oklahoma i won't say the name of him <laughs> i love him so much i remember one day on one of our dinner breaks he goes you know i'm really having like a good time like I- i've kind of been like making like character choices and um i'm kind of excited for the next show like i've, I've been having a lot of fun on stage like that like doing that and i was like what you mean acting <laughs> yeah. i said i said Joe Schmo, we'll call him. I said, Joe, I am just loving watching you experience acting for the first, for the first time. time in your <laughs> you had to, it took you getting to good speed to finally. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, oh, how nice that you get to learn how to act at the good speed. <laughs> at the good speed, but you know, speed. a lot of people, a lot of guys in the ensemble don't feel like they have to do that. Yeah, uh, that is true. That's which is interesting. I mean, it's the interesting thing about musical theater right and you really do have to do all three on some mm-hmm. level and then there are people that are brilliant technicians of dance and they they can't really find their way through musical without a little bit of training or an experience like that at good speed to sort of say oh i understand now this is a different thing i mean that's sort of what i love about musical theater it's mm-hmm. it's this own it's its own little weird hybrid thing that lives out on this island mm-hmm. um that's you know super unique to to what we do right I mean, you could say that about anything but it, I, I love that it sort of incorporates a little bit of a little dab of of all of the arts yeah absolutely i think that the best ensembles are also made up of people who make strong acting decisions because oh, absolutely. i had i can't even remember who it was but i had some director one time explore expressed that they wanted the ensemble to look like and this is this should go for every show in my opinion the ensemble to look like if you were sitting in a different spot in this world you would just be seeing the show from another angle and the principles would have all been ensemble and these people right. would have you know you would watch the you could their zoom side in of it. on anybody yeah, yeah absolutely i it's, mean everybody has a a full life and a history and a background and i you know well and the other thing about that though about practicing having as our uh, all of us know and love mr michael jenkinson used to always say it's your job to have a fully realized life on stage Mm -hmm. and the thing about that um that's so good when you're in the um, as an ensemble member keeping that in mind what's so good about keeping that in mind is it's practice Mm-hmm. I mean, it's practice for character development, for for improv. I mean, it's it's great practice for what you're going to do when you are playing a role. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And it's also very freeing. I mean, oh you my God, don't yeah. have a prescribed, you know, lines and, and a certain character that's sort of bestowed on you. I mean, sometimes you do, but you have a lot more freedom to mm-hmm. sort of write your own, yeah. you know, uh, character your... and history and and just have fun with it. Yeah. You're really starting from scratch. Yeah, absolutely. But 
Now, you and I have also had this conversation sort of moving on from that, uh, where you mentioned earlier, when you're a dancer, it's really easy to get pigeonholed into that. Mm-hmm. that I'm sorry, um, pigeonheld. Thank you. It's easy to get pigeonheld into that. Pigeonheld. Are we not supposed to say pigeonholed anymore? Pigeonholded. <laughs> Hold pigeonholded. It. Pigeonheld. I got gotcha. um, you. <laughs> that's tough. And there have been times where I feel like I didn't get to play an actual role because I they were going to use my dance abilities instead. Mm. Could I play the role? Yeah, but there's somebody else who can play it. So I'll be in the ensemble. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like that a lot. And that's that's kind of a thing where as a dancer, you sort of have to decide if you want to keep doing that. Yeah. I will say I completely agree with you. And there were there have been a handful of times in my career where I had to say, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. A, a kind of a direct example of that is I was working for a company for a number of years and I was in sort of this dancer ensemble track. And I went to them, I think I was in my sixth or seventh season with them, and I went to them and I said, I do not want to do that track anymore. I really want to have at least one role. And um, this was a rep company and three shows. I got my casting and was not was sort of in the ensemble. And I, I uh, went to them and I said, you know, I'm not going to take this. I'm going to go do something else. And I went to PCPA for my first summer. Oh, actually. okay. Um, and I was really nervous and felt like I had turned down, you know, this company that I'd worked for a lot and they weren't going to want to work with me anymore. Mm-hmm. And it, it felt like I was really questioning whether I was doing the right thing. And it was a reputable company. Yes, it was a very reputable company. Mm-hmm. And the next season, they offered me, without auditioning, three roles and wow. no dancing roles. Wow. wow. The next season. And it was a and and then I was too busy. I was tied up with another show and I couldn't take it. Oh, like, <laughs> um, so sorry. I didn't say no again. And then actually, and, and then the the fall season, I ended up going back and playing some roles in in their fall season. But I I I just I like to tell that story because it was the, kind of the first time I said no. I'm not going to do that because I want to pursue something else. And it was it's frightening. Yeah, but it, it really paid is. off. I mean, it came back around in, almost immediately. For them to say, okay, well, if he's not going to do that anymore, we should consider him in this other yeah, pool. Yeah, maybe of, that's what it, it of, took. Yeah, and, I, and I think it absolutely does. It's a testament also to how great you must be to work with. They didn't want to lose you. <laughs> well, and it's, you know, like you like you mentioned, there are safety in numbers. If you're auditioning for a show where they have 10 ensemble tracks, you know, 10 male ensemble tracks or even five, you have a better chance of getting cast. Absolutely. When you're trying to audition for an actual role, you're auditioning against hundreds of other people for that one role. Yeah. I mean, it's just numbers. It's just, it's easier to work if you're in the ensemble. If you're not wanting to do that work anymore, that's a scary choice that you have to make. Yeah. 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 But, you know, the other side of that too is working in the ensemble is a great way to get to know these companies, get Mm -hmm. them to know your work ethic get them to know your skill set and talent and then and then sort of you got to train them to say okay I don't want to do that anymore I want to do this other thing which that's its own hurdle yeah but you know it's it's interesting the, the different ways that everybody gets in gets Absolutely. into it and comes into it and it's it's always fascinating how all of our paths are just in, entirely different I was having a uh lunch with a friend of ours and we were talking about the casting for an upcoming show and and he was like are you sure you want to do that 
he's going to be part of the creative team. And he was yeah. like, are you sure? Are you really available to do that? And I was like, yeah, why? You don't, why don't you think I want to do this? And he goes, well, I just thought you were a little fancy for that. I was like, bitch, I am unemployed. <laughs> like, I will dance in the ensemble. I li- and I like being in the ensemble. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like yeah. doing it. I like playing roles and I like being in the ensemble. Sometimes yeah. I get to do both. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, it's, it's up to the individual. Um, I wanted to talk to you about Chicago because you've lived in both Chicago and New York now. Um, a lot of people listening mm-hmm. to our Chicago, Chicago. I think I think Alex has something to say. Just that. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. A lot of people who listen to our show are thinking about moving to New York or Chicago. What mm. would you say? What What is your take? Do you think people? Do I guess? How do you feel about the Chicago thing? Do you think it's good? Do you think that it's junior New York? Do you think people need to just take the plunge and move to New York? Or do you think Chicago is a good transition? I know I just asked you like five questions at once, but just wanted to be more no, specific. It's, it's a great question. And I've had several people ask me because of my experience with it. Um, and like everything else, it's going to be different for every person. So here comes my opinion. I think Chicago is a great city. Uh, Chicago tends to be a much smaller pool. The theater community, while of course we know is small, even in New York, it's very small in Chicago. Um, Coming from a musical theater perspective, there's basically three big musical theater houses. And then you've got your other, um, you've got Goodman and Chicago Shakes um, and some other downtown theaters that produce musicals. Uh, you've got Mercury Theater downtown, but you've got the big three suburb theaters that do probably five or six musicals a year, and mm. that Marriott, Paramount, Marriott, right? Paramount, Paramount, and Drury Lane, and that that's sort of your bread and butter as a musical theater person in Chicago, and all of those people know you, and or if you're once you get into the circle, it can be a little tough to break in, but once you're in, you're in, and it's a small, awesome community to be a part of. What I will say about Chicago versus New York, I find that it doesn't tend to be quite so commercially driven, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, these you, you, you don't have the Broadway thing going on, right? I mean, once in a while, somebody in Chicago is going to go in for a show, and sometimes a tour will come through town and people audition for a tour. But you, it, it tends to be a little bit more free of that you know a show is going to make money for example the um the storefront scene uh, if you're like if you're an actor and you're just looking to get do some great text or some new plays and stuff that's going to run for like three weeks and you know almost no one's going to see but at the same time in chicago they really they support that kind of work. They actually have a whole set of awards that are kind of for non-equity storefront stuff. Okay, uh, A lot of reviewers will go and review and publish stuff in, in big papers. Um, it's It really cultivates their art. And to go there to kind of hone your craft, I think is really smart. Um, I think as a young artist starting out, going to Chicago and you're going to pay half the money in rent. You're going to pay half as much money to take voice lessons. You're going to pay half as much money to take a ballet class. Um, so it's a good stepping gonna, stone. It is. I, I believe it's a really good stepping stone to sort of go there, get your feet wet, 
you know, try to get in with some of these bigger companies that are a lot of them, you know, they're some heavy hitters. Oh, they, they're reputable companies. They're very for reputable. Sure. And they bring people in from New York all the time. And I found that my my connections and my resume from Chicago translated pretty well to New York. Now, that's a good point because I was just going to say, if you're just out of school and you decide that you're going to do Chicago first, that's great um, for all the reasons you just listed. But I was going to say, I'm curious to know how that translates to New York because those are years that you would also be spending in New York meeting people, making connections. And so you're saying that for you, it, it translated pretty well. I felt it translated pretty well. Now, I'll say this. If Drink. you're somebody who's like, I want to be on Broadway, mm-hmm. then you should just go to New York and start meeting the people that are going to put you on Broadway. You know, that's Chicago, I wouldn't say is a great um, transition for that. But if you're like, I want to work, I want to be an actor, I want to be a working actor, I want to get more training, I want to be on stage and mm-hmm. have stage time and be meeting people who are who do this, and then I think Chicago is a great place to go yeah. and i think it's a little bit easier to you know to be seen to get into auditions you, sure. you don't have this crazy like non-ex situation where you're getting up at 4 a.m and waiting all day and not being seen you're not paying a thousand dollars in rent too on top of all of that exactly which is nice. so the grind is different yeah i mean it's been a couple of years now but i was paying like 450 in rent oh my god I, I yeah 450 Jesus. in rent ballet classes are like 10 12 bucks wow um, my voice lessons were like $65. Wow. And I know. <laughs> we sound like old, old farts. My well, back in the day when back I, had... day, yeah. but, and, and, and I'll say this though, more, you know, more than that though, I was always seen at every audition I went to. And I was non ec when I moved to sh- Chicago. I took my card in Chicago. Actually, I was always seen for wow. every audition. There was never a time that I was, you know, quote unquote, turned away. And I would be surprised uh, unless things have changed. I, most, If you're in Chicago and you want to be seen for something, you'll be seen for it, mm-hmm. you know. So it just, it's not quite as tough Yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, it's like if, if you want to stay in that, if, if you want to be in that uh, bubble, if you will, for, for, for a few years to get the experience, cut your teeth and all that, and maybe make some connections that could follow you to New York. It's great. Yeah. Um, ultimately, the thing about New York that's so cool is everywhere else auditions in New York. You can be in, mm-hmm. in order to audition yeah. for 10, 12, 15, however many theater companies you want, you're going to have to be in New York. Yeah. And you're sacrificing that if you want to be in Chicago. Yeah. You're going to be able to book jobs in upstate New York, in North Carolina, in Connecticut, California, wherever from New York, but in Chicago, you're pretty much going to be limited to Chicago. That's right. Okay. And, you know, the thing is, the, the other thing about Chicago is I th- there's a lot of people that live in Chicago. They do musical theater. They have families. They go home to their home mm-hmm. in s- suburbia Chicago every night, and they have a quote-unquote normal fam you know normal life yeah and they they have enough work there and because it's such a small community you you get a good reputation with two or three of those houses and you you've you're work set. all year you're just set it yeah. sounds like uh, sacramento <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. i think there are there are communities that are like that and i think chicago is a really great place for that i yeah. mean i think there are people who go there make careers there they work there their whole career and they're very happy doing it i but to your point 
I'm not going to say that the talent is greater in New York because I actually don't believe that. Mm -hmm. Some of the finest actors I worked with were in Chicago. But there is sort of this New York um, untangible thing that any theater in the country, even the ones in Chicago, if you have a New York address or you have New York credits, it's it's like this commercial – validation thing because they know? know their audience members are gonna like that yeah because new york sort of holds this they are the the king of theater mm-hmm. i mean it's it's it is the capital of theater mm-hmm. and everyone sort of agrees and 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 respects that and even places like chicago it's interesting they sort of say no we have our own set of talents and we're everybody's good which is absolutely true but at the same time those theaters are pulling people in from new york all the time to play their lead right because they're from new york and they have new york credits so it's it's a really interesting sort of um you know thing juxtaposition (laughs) yeah thing i try not to use that word very much (laughs) that's chicago i love chicago also Get a really good winter coat if you're going to move. Oh out. Jesus, no, no well, kidding. Or New, or oh. New York, but also like uh, Chicago is the windy city, is it not? It is the windy city. Yes, it's also cold as balls. Do you it's know why it's called the windy city? I I know that it's not because of what you think of when you first hear that it's the windy city. But why don't you go yeah, ahead? And farts. It's a very gassy city. Yeah, uh, farts. The people there. Yeah, it's farts. It's, it's yeah. farts. <laughs> right. No, it, it it is actually windy, especially if you live next to the lake. Uh, there's a lot of wind, but that's not why it's called the Windy City. It's it was uh, there was some newspaper article in the 30s or something, and they were uh, basically commenting on the politicians being full of fod- full of hot air, full of farts. Yeah, full of farts. <laughs> no, no, uh, uh, the politicians farts. are full of hot air, <laughs> and they're all you know they're all bullshitters and whatever, and yeah. they they called it. The Windy City, because oh, yeah. it could blow either direction. All the politics. Yeah. Um, speaking of farts, shall we get into these fun questions? Oh, God. The fun four? <laughs> um, all right. So, the fun Rhett, four? Yes. The fun four. Ooh, okay. New term. The fun four. The fun four what? The fun four questions. Cues. Okay. Do you have an A for our cues? What is. Can you hear your me? F- I just made yeah, a joke. I, 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 Oh, you guys just didn't laugh, you know so... I didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't get it. <laughs> A's for our cues. Answers oh, answers for our, for our questions. questions. Sorry, I don't read, oh, so I'm never heard of a Q&A? Yeah, no, I have. I just I, don't, I, I wasn't connected. I was thinking about favorite restaurants. I wasn't... A's for cues. Yeah, I was thinking Q-U-E, and it, it confused me. So you give us some A's to our cues. Okay. And I'll for these... Some A. Fun four. <laughs> <laughs> this is going so well. Strike that. <laughs> So, what is your favorite restaurant in New York City? Oh, and what do you order? Oh, he always forgets that, that part. Yeah, yeah, I do. That changes all the time. Yeah, I know. That's the great thing. I like uh, Maison Pickle on 80... What is that? What did you say it was called? Maison Pickle. Maison nice. Pickle. Yes. The Maison Pickle. It's on, it's on 83rd or 84th. Okay. Um big fan of that what do you get there what do, what do they tell um, me about it they have tell these, me about their fare it's gonna be so funny but they have these fermented vegetables that are amazing if you're into that sort of thing okay tim's what drinking is that some fermented sort of thing yeah. uh you know like a pickle is a fermented cucumber oh right? good point good point well it's but kind of like, like a pickled cauliflower cube. and carrots and all kinds of they cool have stuff. a section here on their menu that tim is going to really like it's called nosh and noms yes Ooh. so they i have, already like it they have uh Devil french eggs. dips French onion soup au gratin. 
Agratin. I know that word. Because <laughs> I don't remember what I said. Agratin potatoes. Um, and if, yeah, French dip. They got classic beef French dip. Oh, deluxe beef French dip. Yeah, they also have like a 12 or 16 layer cake, salted caramel cake. Oh my God, That's... wait. Can I read this deluxe, this deluxe beef French dip? Knock yourself out. Listen man. to this shit. Listen Fried to this onion. shit, bitch. <laughs> it's $22. <laughs> yeah, it's a little pricey. But, but. Fried onions, caramelized onions, gruyere, gruyere, gruyere fondue. Oh, yeah, on oh. house baked French roll with pan scraped jus and big dill pickles. And big dill pickles. Wow, you know what I mean. This oh, looks I good. Know. Big dill. It's a it's a great place. I was I went there last year for my birthday. <laughs> Oh, that's right. You invited me to that, and I couldn't go because I had more important people to yeah, attend to. I'm sorry. How much did you say that was? 22 bucks. But it's good. Yeah. Best $22 you'll ever spend. Yeah, deal with it. <laughs> deal with it. I love pickle jokes. Um, yeah, really it's also, too. it's the same owners who are do Jacob's, uh, Jacob's, Jacob's Pickle. pickle. Yeah. So they've got like a weird pickle thing going they've on. They've got huh? a weird pickle thing. They've they got a new, a family of they have like a farmers? new, um, I think. They Asian, just have a lot of brines in their family. Uh, it's called the Sour Pickle, I think. It's And it's right in the same area. This <laughs> is all like on 84. 4th, 85th. So anyway, I like those places. And then Ease Bar's right there, which is probably my favorite bar in the city. Oh, okay. Oh, Other yeah. than Our favorite, favorite is Dive Bar. Yes, yeah. right after 106. No, no, no. Yeah. Is it 106? Yeah. Yes, Dive I always forget if it's 106 or 96 that we're supposed to go to. Actually, me and Rhett and EJ, who are all sitting in this room right now, were all getting drunk at Dive 106 last night. Oh, yeah. By the drunk. way, happy birthday, EJ. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, EJ. Happy birthday, EJ. Yesterday was, hap- was EJ's birthday, but... That doesn't matter for this interview because it's you're listening, be several weeks later. Yeah. If you're listening to this, it was like 10 days ago. You'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, Who do you think the first person to like be like, I'm going to take this cucumber and I'm going to soak it in like a vinegar brine and hopefully it'll get really sour and warty and I can eat it. <laughs> I don't know, but I my hat is off to them. Yeah. How did they discover that? It was probably a way to preserve the pickles through like... Well, the cucumbers. Yeah, I think you're right. The cucumbers. It was like, well, we, we can't eat all these cucumbers. They probably had a big old harvest of cucumbers one year, and they're like, what the hell are we going to do with yeah. them? We can't eat all of these. Yeah, let's just try to find so a way to store them. let's just put them in jars with vinegar and see what happens. <laughs> but they're delicious. That's my guess. I know. Vinegar. But I love, pic- I love pickled onions. I love... I'm silly. I'm silly with them. Yeah, you can get all that stuff. You know, um, Jacob's Pickle has a bunch of that stuff, too. Yeah, I've still never been there, but I hear yeah, great things about pickles. it. It's all about the pickles. Two quick things before we move on to the next question. We seriously yes. need to, when I get back to the city, start going to these places that everybody's I talking know, about. I know, we're so bad. Yeah. The problem is Then you should do funds. reviews. Yeah. You should do a follow-up yes, review yes, of the place. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, then, I think we're going to start doing that. Um, and the other thing is we need to try those. The, the South, where they do all that gross, like, shit like junk food that's like so bad for you they do those like they like take a jar of pickles or something they open the lid the lid and they pour in like kool-aid mix and they just like let it sit there in its own filth for a couple days and then they eat like these kool-aid pickles that's a thing that's a real thing in the south yeah and like mississippi and shit i'm not even kidding you can google kool-aid pickles it's like a big thing down there I think like, we just found the name of this episode. Yeah, yeah. Kool Aid pickles. That, I've never heard of that before. That's oh, a. We should try that. That's a bizarre yeah. food combo. Let's, we should try. Let's yeah. drink the Kool Aid. Okay, Alex. Do you want to bring up Q two? Yes. What is the background on your phone and why? Uh oh. 
It's um, I don't have a phone. I do have a phone. I definitely have a phone. I'm addicted to it, like everyone else around. <laughs> it's the uh, the background is a playing card because because it is a reveal to a magic trick. And I don't know if you guys knew this. You probably don't if you don't know Rhett. But Rhett has magic. Rhett's magic. I study the art of magic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like to say that you are magic. That you, I am magic. <laughs> which, okay, I'll take that. Which house are you in? Which house? Oh. Well, we're in an apartment. Gosh, yeah. I I think you know I've never actually done that. I think I'm a Gryffindor. Probably. I think you're a Gryffindor. Yeah. Yeah. You seem I like think, it. Yeah. Bored. I'm a Gryffindor. <laughs> I mean, cool. Aid. Pound it, man. Pickles. Well, we know yeah, Alex isn't a Ravenclaw. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that means. It means you're dumb. I feel like I'm like a Hufflepuff <laughs> rising. The fact Hufflepuff. that the fact that you—that's a funny joke, by the way. But also the Thank fact you. that you um, you were called a Ravenclaw. The people who are list, who know Harry Potter who listen to this are going to think it's funny. The fact that you don't know what a Ravenclaw is because you haven't read Harry Potter like really leans into the joke <laughs> because they're like well, this- they're like the bookworm like studious Hopefully ones. All those oh. people are still laughing at your you joke. Yeah, All the Ravenclaws are like, ooh, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> That's how they laugh. That's consistent with the profile of a Ravenclaw. Um, but it makes sense because Ravenclaws are sharp, and if you're well-read, you're probably sharp. There like you Ravenclaw. Go. That's where it comes from. Um, See, watch my phone, what it does. Oh, this won't translate well. When if you you're listening this. at home... I can't see what's happening either. So when he holds his finger down on his screen, a playing card is revealed. So you, I don't know if you know this, but you can make your um, background on iPhone, you can make it a like mini video. I did not know that. Yeah, oh, I have an iPhone, iPhone 6. takes live photos. Mm-hmm. So not if you take mine. a live photo and you make it the background, then when you put pressure on your screen... It'll activate the live photo. Even oh, the cool. background on that his really phone cool. has magic, everyone. That's wow. Right. All magic. I should have introduced All you as the, the magic time. Rhett Gooder. Yeah, I mean, that's another title if you were Well, you can do an intro right now title. and add it to the beginning. <laughs> what, what about if... Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll, let's do that. Mr. Rhett Magic Gooder. The amazing Wait. Mr. Gooder. The, ama- the amazing magical, magic... The Rhett. magical Mr. Glutorious. This is going well. Mustafa Gooder. I like Mustafa Gooder. <laughs> I sound like a dirty old pervert. Mustafa Gooder. Hey, come into my van. <laughs> All right. There we go. We figured it out. Um, okay. What would the name of your autobiography be? Ooh, Mustafa Gooder. Yeah, that's pretty fucking good right yeah, there. Yeah, I think we just found it. Either that or also I have magic. I think that's a good one. Or we could just, you know, Mustafa Gooder colon, I have magic. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, what about Mustafa Gluter, just to be all-inclusive? Yeah. yeah, that's true. That covers a little more ground And then the picture, the picture can be like... Um, Two butt cheeks, and in the middle, it's a playing there's card. There's a playing card. That's where I was going. I, well, I was going to say a magic wand. Or, or maybe since it'll be the future, if you hold your finger down on it, the picture will change, like in Harry Potter. And so you could pull a rabbit out of your ass. Great. Are the Ravenclaws laughing at that one? <laughs> no, I think the Slytherins. <laughs> oh, okay. I think maybe, like, just waist down an ass to legs, mm. okay, to mm. feet. The feet are wearing ballet slippers. Okay. And then in your ass crack, it's maybe a playing card, a wand, a rabbit. A dove. Um, 
a dove. Yeah. Something something magical like that. That sounds great. It's going to fly off the bookshelves. Yeah. I don't feel objectified at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, a last question. Yes. What is your most embarrassing onstage moment? Jeez. Um, I've, it's probably between two. One was when I was really just started dancing i was playing the nutcracker prince and Ooh. in the great battle with the rat king i would batma kick him as you do when you're because everybody should dance the title role when they're just starting out as yeah a dancer. exactly you know how that goes well my studio did this thing where like you know the nutcracker prince was played by a you know younger kid oh like macaulay culkin yeah macaulay and culkin. then and then the they brought in professionals to do like to do the, real the sugar and the snow and gotcha. the russian and stuff so I was, you know, had my white slacks. Didn't even have t- tights yet. <laughs> Hadn't graduated yeah, their right. tights. And I bought mod and um, I don't know, the stage was slippery. I needed more rosin, something. But I just went straight back on my ass and fell down on my ass. Just right on your ass. Yeah, which, you know, when you're 15 and just started dancing, you're, <laughs> what the hell are you doing in the first place? Did you start, did you, have you fallen a lot? Do you fall a lot? Uh, I, I would say no. Oh, I was going to say maybe that explains your giant ass. Like it's, you've it's evolved. Yes, yeah, the padding. padding. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, it was so, embarrassing. It wasn't that awful. The other fun moment was I was in college doing a production and you know how, okay, bear Where with did you me. go to school, by the way, real quick? Southern Utah University. That's right. Which is the in Logan, right? that hosts, uh, it's in Cedar City, Utah. Oh, it's the right. campus that hosts the Utah Shakespeare Festival. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Um, so I was in a college production, and I had this blousey shirt I was that was very shiny or something. I was playing a Latin dancer. I was playing a serial killer who was pretending to be a Latin dancer. Oh, okay. You've called Latinos a, show called a lot. No way. <laughs> well, this was supposed to be kind of ridiculous. But it's called the show's called No Way to Treat a Lady. But I had this... I had this um, crotch strap to keep everything like... Oh, tucked in? Yeah, tucked in, which is a normal thing. Your shirt tucked in. Yeah, exactly. And you know when they make those crotch straps, they just grab whatever fabric they have. And, right. You know, so yeah. mine happened to be bright red. and But whatever, it's underneath your pants. No one ever sees it. Right. Well, I went out and I got like halfway through the scene. And pe- I mean, I am killing it. People are laughing at every one of my jokes and my really bad Latino accent. And... <laughs> people are laughing and people i mean people are laughing and i finally go i'm not this funny and i looked down and that red thing was literally hanging out of my fly so it looked like i had this giant red dick just swinging around oh my god yeah so i (laughs) then i had to deal with it and like tuck it back in which only made it oh thank god just lean in yeah no yeah we just leaned into it and had fun but it was there was a moment i was like oh my god i think my grandmother was at that performance so oh perfect had it come like unsnapped or unbuttoned or whatever and then came out there was a it was a quick change so it was like who knows if it ever even got properly put on right but yeah i didn't get it zipped up and the somehow the fabric had like popped out of the of the fly and it was just <laughs> looked like i had this like reddish purple dick hanging around you know it's like the emoji the eggplant emoji yeah. <laughs> but for real oh man wow that's good that's a good yeah one. so that's those are my those are my two i think the other one was more embarrassing for me but that's because i was young and the like, falling yeah um mm. All right. Well, that's. I think that that's it for this interview. Wow. Uh, where can people follow you on Instagram? 
Um, on Instagram, my handle is Guterize, G-U-T-E-R-I-Z-E. And you, I have a magic page, which is Metropolis Magic. Oh, okay. Um, that's brand new Instagram. There's like three posts right now. So yeah. Ooh, awesome. stay tuned. Actually, do follow that. His tricks are really impressive. He um, he set fire to a playing card three times last night at Dive 106. That's so. sick. <laughs> three, three times. <laughs> it's pretty when, cool. When we air this episode, we should uh, post a video of him doing a magic trick. Awesome. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea, actually. Yeah. Because I love it. I only good eyes for Yeah. You. I mean, that was the other thing that I sort of wanted to talk about is... Um, you know, we all have like side hustles and side shit. Yeah, and your side hustle is teaching magic. Te- well, I, teaching, but now I've been performing. Actually, That's right. More you... and more. About about a gig a week now. That's awesome. Um, birthday parties and bar mitzvahs and stuff. And I would love it's... for you to perform at my 30th birthday party. All right, we'll see. He'll perform anytime we go out. I don't think I've ever gone out with Rhett without him. Women whoa, in the whoa, cash whoa. register, the guy who's whoa, taking whoa. out the garbage. <laughs> yeah, it's hey. great. But I love it. Because I love the trick. Well, you'll be a guest. Yeah, it's been a blast. We're gonna do a it's roast, a and then you'll you'll you can also do magic. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, this has um, gone on dude. long enough. <laughs> <laughs> this interview has gone on long enough. Okay. Well, we can. <laughs> I just like talking to you, Brett. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks um, for having me on, you guys. This is awesome. Yeah. Thanks for being on, and uh, yeah. All right. Bye. 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 It's time for utter nonsense. Have you ever had a dreams that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything? Let's play the utter game. I uh, not this game, the utter one. The utter one. <laughs> uh so the name of the game is Utter Nonsense. Thank you, Marnie LaRiviere. Uh, what happens is one of us pulls a card. Each of us pulls a card, rather. We have to read a sentence, and then we pull another card that tells us what dialect or accent or impression we have to read the sentence in. And the other person, the other brother, Stu, has to guess what the accent is. Uh-huh. So, Tim, do you want okay. to start us off? Yeah, I don't get to start usually, so let's do it. Yeah, Okay. Uh, EJ, if you would be so kind as to hold the card up to my MacBook Pro. Okay, you have your accent? This is a hard one. All right, that's what she said. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, and he's got his phrase. Let's hear it. Meow, meow, meow. I think the audible shart is where the interview went south. Meow, meow, meow. (laughs) Is it a sexy cat? Well, it was because I was doing it. It just was a cat. <laughs> Why is it that your baby was sexy baby and your cat is sexy cat? <laughs> because I exude sexuality. Clearly. Also, can we read that sentence out loud with no dialect just so you can see what I was yeah, working with? Wh- yeah, what was, what was the accent? Or what was the, what was the phrase? It was... I think the audible shart is where the interview went south. <laughs> <laughs> I like it because it's something we can all identify with. Yeah. You know, we've all been there. All right. Great job, Alex. It's your turn. I want to say, speak uh, just real fast, speaking of sharts, the other day I was working at Chicago. I'm going to stop you right there. You don't like Chicago? No, oh, I love Chicago. Oh. The musical or... 
both. Okay. Uh, I was I was working the musical Chicago. Somebody walked past me at my console and farted and left me there to marinate in it. And I can't leave my console. I just thought that was really unfair. Okay, my turn. Just crickets. <laughs> All right. I mean, if it was funny, I would have laughed. I have my vampire. Nice job, Brett. Oh fuck! <laughs> I just, I just, I just gave vampire. it away. Is it vampire? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> wow! Wow, you're really good at this game. This is why we shouldn't drink too much wine when we record. Okay, I have my next one. I have my accent, and now my phrase. If you're interested, I can get you a pretty sweet deal on a Cambodian baby. Valley girl? That is correct, sir. Wow. Okay, I don't know if you know this, Rhett. You probably don't because you don't listen to the podcast. Tim and I are very good at this. I can tell. Yeah. Very good. It's because we know each other's voices very well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's Vocal EJ fry and equals Tim's Valley turn. girl. Okay, EJ. Tim's getting his accent. God, I keep getting the judge's choice. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Judge's choice. Judge's choice. <laughs> okay, hang on. I have to do something to get into my accent. Just a sec. Is it an Irish accent because you just took a giant shot? No. Did I take a shot? No, I was just making a joke. It wasn't funny, though. Yeah, no, it wasn't funny. Okay, I have the. you don't have to hold it anymore. I, I've memorized it. Okay. okay. Please place your beakers on the rack. Is it Stewie Griffin? It is. Yes. Wow. All right. Wow. Good job. Nice. Good on you. Wow. That's great. It wasn't the best Stewie, but I'm glad you got it. No, but I got it. It was good. No, that was actually pretty fucking good. Okay. I have my card. I almost said it again. There are a couple ways I can go on this one. There are a few routes I can go. I'm going to try to go for the less offensive one. Trust me. If she's wearing red lipstick, she for sure fucks on the first date. Now, this is kind of a... You're going to have to use your noodle on this one. You're going to have to kind of use your noodle. Is it like a mafia person? You're so close. Like a You're Don? So like a gangster? You, It's a gangster. Nice. Wow. Gangster? What? I barely wow. even know her. But she wore red lipstick. All right. I'm offended by by that phrase, though. (laughs) Gangster? As somebody who fucks on the first date, I don't wear red lipstick. Maybe you should start. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe you should start. I guess. All right. Here we go. Sounds like you don't need it. All right. EJ? Tim's getting his accent. All right. He loves her like white girls love rosé. Have I had this one before? No, but it's similar. Okay, so you're definitely giving me older white man. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to go with... Uh, rep- we already had a report- game show host? We had a reporter already? We had reporter already, yeah. Okay, this isn't reporter, but it, it, is, a, it is a reporter. I'll give hmm. it to you again. Okay. He loves her like a white girl loves rosé. Okay, so this one, now now you're using props. So, uh, EJ says it's dead on, but accurate. Um, 
it's not a reporter, but so is it like a, is it just another name for a reporter, like a TV, it's like just um, somebody who's a reporter, but it's not the word is like not a news a newscaster. Yeah, it's a it's a news anchor. No, yeah, a reporter. Yeah, same. Yeah, great, good job. Hey, good right. use, good use of your props. Also, thank you. You'd make a great. You should think about going into um, the props business. The props business. It's going to say recording, but oh okay i'm gonna do my best and i'm gonna go ahead and um i'm gonna go ahead and act it out as well because why not so i'm gonna give you a visual because you just gave me a visual all right i'm gonna do my my best um ej would you be so kind as to angle the computer facing me a little more so tim can see oh there's my room i uh, have my legs up on the table Try to be brief and to the point. Giving birth. <clears throat> yeah, you got it. You yeah. forgot to breathe. That's how Alex. we do. <laughs> I'm sorry. Have you ever given birth? Do you uh, know my pain? Do you no, know what it even feels like? I just finished watching Handmaid's Tale, so. <laughs> Should we do so one I, uh, more round each and then call it quits, or are we good there? No, we always do three. Okay, great. Yeah, no, Yay. leave the people wanting more. Leave the people wanting more. Please. Uh, and uh, I think I made everybody in this room uncomfortable from that last one, so we should probably move on anyway. All right. All right, let's get into final thoughts, shall we? Let's shall. Shut up, Huck. Final thoughts. It's the last yeah, let's thought get in. before the episode is over. What's yours? My final thought is, if you're ever finding yourself recording a podcast 3,000 miles away from the other people, just go ahead and... Uh, click save audacity project as and save it because you never know when uh, your old ass Dell computer is going to crap out on you and you are left with blank files for the first three uh, recordings. Yeah, this will be an interesting, um, an interesting obstacle for us to tackle. Yeah. If you Whoa, are listening that was to this incredible episode- rhyming. Wait, no, that was really good. That was pretty good. I didn't. That you're was basically Lin Manuel Miranda. I just that. made that up. I literally if anybody just, ever was. Yeah, I figured as much. But if you're uh, if you're listening to this episode right now and you like it, go ahead and give me a text or a message and just be like, "Hey Tim, the episode was fine." Yeah, text him. You need to text him this. This is what I'm going to say. You need to quote, text, message, whatever. The quote. The best. You need to say, "Hey Tim, it all worked out." Yeah. I just kind of need that, you know? My final thought is um, it's really a good, it's good practice to have snack while you're recording a comedy podcast because we've been eating Cheez-Its, Pirate's Booty, Harvest Snacks, Snaps, Harvest Snaps, um, Toast Tittos with the awesome um, emblem and Moon Cheese. And it's been great. And actually, I think we've gotten through the whole episode without a single crunch into the microphone. Perfect. And I'm going to go get my Philly cheesesteak later for my cheat meal because I'm a fat ass. I'm so jealous. As always, we'd like to thank Mark Ferreira for giving us our start with this podcast, helping us get our equipment. Oh, before we say that, can we ask if Rhett and... um, It's already been said, so... I know, but I can edit it. Oh, okay. Well, now I can't, I guess. I'll just leave it in. Thank you, Mark. We love you. And thank you, Ellen DeGeneres. Also, final thoughts, uh, Rhett and uh, Miss EJ. Do you have anything you'd like to contribute? Contribute, excuse me. I'm going to take that as a no. Uh, 
Nothing? Pee in the coffee. Pee in the coffee. Um, that yes. reminds me of an Ellen DeGeneres bit, actually, where she's talking about falling asleep, and she wants to remind herself that she's got money in her pants that she needs to get later. And she doesn't want to forget, so she goes, oh, money in the pants, money in the pants, money in the pants. I'm in the pee, I'm in the pee, I'm in the pee. <laughs> <laughs> Peeing in the coffee, whoa. Uh, that might be the name of the episode. Uh, I this has been a- the no... <laughs> No, shut up. No, I want to give a big thanks to everybody who's listening. Uh, was, seriously, thank Including you all so much. Including the nine us. people in our apartment right now. Actually, that's what I was going to say. We have such a big studio audience here right now. Um, so, yeah. Let's Yay! have an applause, a live studio on the applause. The Nobody's a New York podcast has been recorded in front of a live studio audience and is made possible from contributions from viewers like you. Uh, thank you everybody for listening to the show. Thank you. We're, we're so lucky. We just hit 5,000 plays and that's really fucking awesome. Really awesome. And thank you to the onstage blog. We're so proud to be a part of the onstage blog network. Follow them on Instagram. It's onstage blog. Follow us on Instagram. Nobody's in NY. Like us, share us, write to us. Um, on Facebook, we are the nobody's, we are nobody's in New York. All right. Also look forward to, uh, our first live event live event which will be coming up this fall we'll be announcing more on that later but it's going to be a uh, good time don't forget uh, with TKTS we have a deal um, when you order your tickets mention the Nobody's in New York podcast and pay full price um, you that's it that's all I got alright this has been the best of the best the Nobody's in New York podcast just remember nobody's somebody to everybody and everybody's nobody to somebody That's good. That that ended well.